the Polish men, thousands and thousands of Catholic men in Poland show us how to do it, how to get down on our knees to assemble in the cities and to pray the rosary humbly. You may have noticed there's a crisis in the world. Wars, rumors of wars. Russia making us remember that we live under the prophecy, under the visions, under the secrets of Our Lady of Fatima that Russia will spread her errors throughout the world and that the Pope must consecrate Russia to her Immaculate Heart, the Immaculate Heart of Mary. It's interesting, if you go back in time, 1917, when Fatima happened, uh, Kiev Rus, what we know as the region of Ukraine, Belarus, I think even Poland, I might be wrong on my geography, were all under Russia. And this is what Our Lady specifically asked for, and it has not happened. I've been talking about it over and over. There are people who disagree with me, but I think I lay out the facts very clearly, as I did in the podcast last week, many podcasts on Fatima, maybe four or five that I've done. Also, in my book, Infiltration, I lay out the case why it is that Fatima has not been consecrated. Today, we're going to look at the answer for lay people, and that is to pray the rosary. The men in Poland know what to do. And, you know, just as we had so many experts about viruses and pandemics for the last two years, now we have all sorts of experts on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube telling us what's what about international politics, warfare, the price of oil, strikes. But I really, honestly, if you're a Catholic if you're a Catholic man watching, really don't give two cents for your opinion if you aren't doing what? If you aren't praying the rosary. This is the biggest part of the solution. So we're going to begin by praying the Our Father in Latin. We're going to look at what the men in Poland are doing, and then I'm going to challenge you to do that exact same thing. Let us pray the Our Father. Oremus nomini patris et fidi et spiritus sancti. Amen. Pater noster, qui es in celi, sanctificetur nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, secut in cello et in terra. Panem nostrum quotidianum da nobis odie, et dimite nobis debita nostra. Sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, se libera nos malo. Amen. Nomini patris et fidi et spiritus sancti. Amen. You know, one of the most important things to realize as we read these stories, as we watch the news, most of which is fake, it's already been scripted out. We need to go back to Our Lady of Fatima. She got off her throne in heaven, came to Portugal in 1917, gave a very important message. She talked about the reality of hell. Isn't it interesting that since Vatican II, so many bishops and priests teach that hell doesn't exist or that souls are annihilated or dare we hope that all men are saved? Or if there is a hell, maybe there's just like 12 people there or 20 or maybe 100. But most people, you know, if you just help a grandma walk across the street once in your life, 
that is accepting Jesus, that is total conversion, you will go to heaven. Or if you are a Hindu and you worship an idol with love in your heart, you're really worshiping Jesus Christ. Our Lady at Fatima showed us hell. Souls falling into hell like snowflakes. A great population of hell. Very sad. Very scary. She also asked for Russia to be consecrated, that Russia would spread her errors throughout the world. Catholics have been beating this drum for over 100 years, and now the world is, has been awoken to this terrible chastisement. But Our Lady also warns us the greatest tragedy, the greatest terrorism, the greatest act of war, the greatest bomb is the destruction of grace in the life of a soul, in the life of a society, in the life of a nation. You see, God created us to know him, to love him, to serve him, and to be happy with him in heaven forever and ever, world without end. That's the whole point of this whole existence. That's why there's creation. And it brings honor and glory to God. And what's worse than the death of the body is the death of the soul. Mortal sin. The heirs of Russia, yes, it is the... Getting my notification to pray the Angelus. It's noon. Shall we pray the Angelus? Let's do it together. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. We'll come back to the greatest problem. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived by the Holy Ghost. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaiden of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to thy word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Pray for us, O most holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. Pour forth, we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we to whom the incarnation of Christ thy Son was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Joseph, pray for us. Arlie Fatima, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So usually I record at 2, and I'm recording now. It's noon, so we've got to pray the Angelus. I hope you don't mind that interruption. It's much worse to lose your soul. It's much worse to lose the church, to not have access to the Mass, to the sacraments, to the vehicles of grace. It's much worse to lose access to apostolic succession and the truth of Jesus Christ. See, when Russia will spread her errors, yes, Russia will spread bombs, perhaps nuclear bombs, war, Kalashnikovs, AK-47s, yes, yes. But what's worse 
is the spreading of atheistic, humanistic communism. The idea that there is no heaven, there is no God. It's John Lennon's imagine. Imagine there's no heaven. Imagine there's no hell. Imagine there's no possessions. It's creating this false utopia here, now, on this planet. Defining who we are outside of what God says. You were born a male, but you're not very good at sports. Oh, now I'm a female and I'm winning all the sports. You see, it's just defining, it's making it up as you go, making it up on the fly. And they think by doing these things, everyone will be happy. You will own nothing, they say. Imagine no possessions. You will own nothing and you will be happy. That's the, that's the sales pitch. But worse than all that, they're saying you will not need God. You will not need baptism. You will not need the holy sacrifice, the mass. You will not need confirmation. You will not need rosary beads. You will not need churches and icons and statues and candles and incense and Bibles and all the things that are the road signs pointing to heaven and to the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. They say you don't need any of that. Those are the errors of Russia in 1917, Marxism. They believe that Catholicism, that the religion of Jesus Christ is opium, gets you high, deceives you. And so what's the answer? To get on Twitter and complain all day? To fight with people? To say, oh no, I really know what's going on with the president of the Ukraine, or Putin, or whatever. Yeah, we can have those conversations, but ultimately, the only answer, the only weapon that we have is this one, the rosary. And if you're not praying the rosary every day, you're just not on the team. Like your opinion, if you're not actually picking up the weapon, which is the rosary in this case, and you're not actually entering into battle every single day, and we can add on to that because we're in the holy season of Lent right now, you're not actually fasting. Today's an ember day. We're praying and fasting for holy priests. If you're not doing that, who cares what you say on Twitter? It's like being on a battlefield. Imagine being on a battlefield in World War II with landmines and tanks and airstrikes and all kinds of shells blowing up around you and foxholes and trenches. And some guy takes his guns and his weapons and every his helmet and everything off, throws it on the ground and just starts lecturing everyone on politics. Man, put on your armor, pick up your weapon and just do your job. Now, what's going on in Poland? I love Poland so much. I love the Polish people. Sadly, I have zero Polish blood in me, and that makes me weep. I'm sad. I love Poland so much. I've told my children, hey, college is great, but how about I just pay for a trip for you to go to Poland and meet your Catholic spouses in Poland? Because Polish people, I've never met a Pole that I don't like. 
I love the Polish people. Here's what's going on in Poland. As the Russian forces continued their strikes against the Ukraine, their neighbors, we saw large groups of Catholic men, thousands of men, kneeling. That's right, kneeling and praying the rosary. This was in the nation's capital, Warsaw, also in a northwestern city named, and I'm going to botch it because it has so many vowels in it, Szczecin. Sorry, I'm not Polish. It's a tongue twister. And they're praying for peace. Watch this video clip. Tę cząstkę ofiarujmy szczególnie o pokój na Ukrainie i też o zawierzenie niepokalanemu sercu Maryi Rosji. Ojcze nasz, któryś jest w niebie, święci imię Twoje, przejdź królestwo Twoje. Bądź wola Twoja, jako w niebie, tak i na ziemi. Chleba naszego powszedniego daj nam dzisiaj i odpuść nam nasze winy, jako i odpuszczamy naszym winowojcom. Okej. This is how it's done. You also see this clip. Right. Uh-oh, I can't grab it anymore. It's making it small. This clip here. Thousand, you can't see the full video. But as far as you can see, bought me a... I used to get it a long time ago, and then my uh, subscription ran out, and then a friend of mine got me another. But last night, you know, our family for Lent gave up all screens, TVs, and all that. So we play board games, we read books, we have conversations. It's been wonderful. I haven't realized how much screens and all these things have taken and sucked away our family life in our conversations and whatnot. And one of the things that I was blessed to do was sit there like an old dad in the 1950s and read a newspaper. It was great. It was great. It was so LARPy, live-action role-play that I got to sit there with the newspaper like an old dad. All right, well, there's one article in here about the rosary and dads that I thought, you know what? This segues nicely with what the Polish men are doing in Poland, and I wanted to read it to you. So again, I'm, I'm reading the Lent version of the Catholic newspaper, and this is an article by Mr. Tim O'Sullivan. I'm going to turn on a light here so I can read. All right. Listen to this. This is good. I think the Polish dads understand what I'm about to read. It's talking about basically how popular piety and devotion after Vatican II crashed almost everywhere on earth. One of those devotions was the rosary, and in particular, that affects families and dads. Listen to this. 
This is uh, Tim O'Sullivan. More seriously, the decline... Here, I'm going to show you. I got my newspaper. More seriously, the decline of private devotion led to the spiritual emasculation of the Catholic Father. Hmm, how did that happen? Well, let's keep reading. For in the spiritual toolbox of the Catholic Father were those very things that were downplayed in the post-conciliar period, that is, after Vatican II. First and sharpest of those spiritual tools was the family rosary. This has been noted at the highest levels of the church. Cardinal Pell acknowledged that the rosary was downplayed in the post-Vatican II period with detrimental effect. The most detrimental effect of the denigration of the rosary was the role of the father in the family. The reasons for this need some explanation. It has been noted that the sacramental priesthood is analogous to the natural fatherhood and with good reason. What the priest does spiritually for his children, such as teaching, ruling, and sacrificing, are also done by the father in natural order when he teaches and sacrifices for the family at the endless grind of daily work. Ain't that the truth, dads? Catholic dads? You got to grind all day and you got to come home and you have to somehow sanctify your family. How are you going to do it? Quote, for the Catholic father, the role is elevated by the sacrament of matrimony into the drama of salvation in which he leads his family to heaven. So you got to grind all day. You're working all day and you got to come home. And after dinner, you got some food in you. You feel better. You got to somehow every day sanctify your family. Right, dads? What are you going to do? Preach a little homily? Nah, most, most men can't do that. Uh, what are you going to do? Uh, look at holy cards? No. Um, make up a bunch of prayers? No. Dads aren't going to do that. Dads aren't going to do that. What was great about pre-Vatican II devotion is that the dad just said what I say, and that is, let's get the beads. Where is everybody? Kids, come on. Come in here. Time for rosary. Rosary. Hurry up. Come on, let's go. Every night. See, I don't have to create a dramatic spiritual experience. I don't have to come up with new prayers, make a new devotion. You know, it's easy. Your sharpest weapon is your rosary. Now, the author goes on to say something else that I thought was good. He says, the denigration of the rosary after Vatican II emptied the father's spiritual toolbox of its most effective prayer. This led to a crisis for fathers who no longer had a framework of popular piety with which to model Catholic life to their families on the other six days of the week. But not only having popular piety to buttress the paternal leadership led to a vacuum in Catholic culture and a failure to hand on the truths of the faith. So Catholic dads are taking their family to Mass on Sunday and sanctifying the day and hopefully praying the rosary on that day as well. But what about the other six days? How, how is the wife and the children, the family together, coming together, united in prayer before God? Trick question. It isn't. If there's no rosary, unless the dad is just like super charismatic and he's got, you know, Catholic 
games and Catholic homilies and he's writing prayers, you know, when he gets home from work and all that, nothing's happening. Of course, in the 1960s, we also had the advent of what? Television, sitcoms, televised sports. So the dad no longer is encouraged to pray the rosary every day. So people eat dinner. 7 p.m. comes on your favorite sitcom. When I was a kid, it was like Benson, Cosby. Uh, what else was going on back then? Cheers. Uh, all that kind of stuff. Later on, it was Friends and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and all that. People just sit down, flip on the TV. And now we have decades and decades of Catholic families who have not been sanctified on the daily. As our Catholic ancestors did. So Catholic men, I'm shaking you by the shoulders and saying, wake up and pick up your beads and pray the rosary every day. That's the sharpest tool in your toolbox. You don't have to be charismatic. You don't have to be dynamic or creative. All you have to say is, kids, rosary time. Oh, Dad, can we just wait 15 minutes? No. Come in here. Get the beads. Hey, you. will you pass out the beads to everybody? All right, you ready? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost, I'm going to pray the rosary. And it's that time of peace, of quiet, of meditation, of vocal prayer, hopefully mental prayer, as you meditate on the mysteries of the rosary, that's sanctifying the home. That's just level one. That's the kindergarten level of rosary. The guys in Poland, the men in Poland, are taking it up a level. They're saying, let's take the rosary into the streets. Let's get out into the street on our knees and pray the rosary together for the redemption, not only of myself as a man, my family, but for our society, for our nation and for the world, that's the message of Fatima. That's actually the gospel of Jesus Christ. You see, we need a supernatural answer to a terrible problem on planet Earth right now in 2022. Whatever your position is on Ukraine and Russia and NATO, your primary position should be a position of prayer, of kneeling, and of praying the rosary. That's what matters the most. That's putting in the time. That's putting in the prayer. So if you don't pray the rosary, you're not on the team. Wives watching this, you're thinking, man, my husband needs to hear this. Yes, he does. Copy, share this video. First, like it. Copy the link to this video or share it on Facebook and say, husband, for Lent, I would really like you to watch this video. This is what our family needs. We need to do this. If your husband's not Catholic or he refuses, sadly, it's up to you as the wife to be the leader in this regard. It shouldn't be that way. It should be the man who is the father. That's why we call priest father, because they lead the spiritual family. They're not mothers, they're fathers. And pray that your husband takes up the rosary and leads your family 
every day, 365 days per year. Yeah, but Taylor, what if we miss a day or we miss a few days? It's not a sin. Just say, okay, we got to start over again. Let's do it. There are situations where you're traveling or you're on business or you're on a family vacation. You get somewhere really late. It's 1230 a.m. Rosary didn't happen. As a man, I kind of feel like, hey, I got to stay up for 18 minutes and pray this rosary for the family. I'm not going to wake up all the little kids and all that. And you just sort of do it. I understand that it's not always perfect, but for most of the evenings of the family life, it is completely doable. And if you have little kids, three-year-olds, four-year-olds, five-year-olds, yes, they're going to be crazy. They're going to walk around. They're going to make noises. They're going to be a distraction. You just accept it. It's not going to be perfect. And maybe they need to go to, maybe they stay for two or three decades or one decade, and then they go to bed. The important thing is you try every day. Try it every day. Pray the rosary every day. You're not on the team. And follow the men in Poland. Is there anything else I want to say about the Polish men? I think there is. Let me let me pull up this article that I was reading. Yeah, thousands of men coming together in the streets. Poland has already accepted roughly a million refugees from the Ukraine. And I was also reading in another article, not this one, that most of the refugees are not put into camps. Most of the refugees are placed inside the homes of Polish families. This is the charity. This is the love of the Polish people. And it's why I love the Polish people. The Polish people are a people of the rosary. They recognize Our Lady as Queen, Christ as King. That's what we need. And it's not just about voting for the right guy, because usually there isn't a right guy to vote for. We must pray. Pray the rosary every day. All right, we're going to pray the Hail Mary together. Oremos nomine Patris et Fidei et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. And I would say if, if you're having trouble with the daily rosary, your husband isn't print, leading the daily rosary, we're going to offer this Hail Mary for all those situations. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tu, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, or Pranobis peccatoribus, Nunca de tor mortis nostre. Amen. Nomine Patris et Fidei et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. And for all you ladies who have a husband who does pray the rosary and leads you in the rosary and your kids, when he gets home from work today, once you go up to him, give him a big smooch and say, I'm so glad you're my husband and that you lead our family in the rosary. Thank you. And you will make his day. You will make his day. Be grateful be grateful. All right, friends, thanks for watching. If you like the video, like it, share it. And if you're new, please do subscribe. You can hit the subscription button and hit the bell. You'll be notified whenever I go live. I've got a big show coming out next week, hopefully on Monday. Don't want to miss it. So make sure you're subscribed and you hit that bell. So you'll be notified when it happens. Thanks everybody for watching. And thanks to all the Patreons who support the channel. If you want signed books and other cool things like audio files of the Bible to listen to during Lent or other Lenten meditations, go to patreon.com forward slash 
Dr. Taylor Marshall, and you can support my work here and also receive some nice things. Our Lord Jesus Christ says, you're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. Pray the rosary. 